Welcome to the Mindfulness Medic Podcast, where we embark on a transformative journey of the mind, body, and soul. This is not just another podcast. It's a sanctuary of wisdom, resilience, and growth. In a world that never stops, we pause here. We dive deep into the inner workings of the human experience, exploring the profound, the practical, and the profoundly practical. Join me as I uncover the secrets to unlocking your potential, embracing mindfulness, and living life with intention. From the power of presence to the art of purpose, this podcast is your compass on the path to self-mastery. Prepare to be inspired, challenged, and enlightened. It's time to awaken your inner healer, your true warrior. Welcome to the Mindfulness Medic Podcast. Your journey starts now. Today I want to talk about burnout and compassion fatigue. Burnout and compassion fatigue is something that plagues anyone who has been in public safety, a first responder, or in healthcare for any number of years, for any amount of time. Once you've been in this career for long enough, you're inevitably going to feel the darkness and feel the gravitational pull of burnout and compassion fatigue. Burnout being that state of mind that we find ourselves in where we just feel like we can't deal with it anymore, like we just don't want to do it anymore, where we're feeling the stresses of the job and the things we experience over time just become overwhelming. They become almost too much to bear, like we just don't want to do it anymore. Now, burnout also progresses to the point where you become that individual that's possibly kind of dangerous because you are so tired of it all. You're so sick of it all that you might start cutting corners. You might start making bad decisions. You might not start doing what's in the best interest of the people we serve because you have reached a point where you just don't care anymore. Compassion fatigue being that state of mind where we have spent so much of our careers and so much of our energy taking care of other people that we start to lose the ability to empathize. We start losing the ability to be on the same level as the people we are serving or the people we're taking care of, where we almost start to dehumanize these individuals where we start looking as patients as numbers or statistics or metrics rather than actual human beings with feelings, emotions, a soul, with families, with people who care about them, with people who, who love them. Now, the combination of these two things, compassion fatigue and burnout, can be a nuclear level disaster for us personally and professionally in our careers. I remember in my career when I first started out in EMS as an EMT, oh, I was like, I guess everyone else who just starts out, I was so excited and so full of that brimming of potential feeling where I felt like the world was at my hands and I was so excited to just go out there 
and use all of those skills that I had learned and start using all of that knowledge that I was learning and had learned to start helping other people. And that's a good thing because we are in careers that we should be proud of doing. We do such a noble profession, a profession built around the premise of helping other people in being there for other people's worst days, a profession that's built around the principle of standing guard against tragedy, destruction, loss of human life, mitigating pain and suffering, trying to mitigate human loss. I mean, name me a more noble profession than that. So, of course, when we're in it, we should be excited. We should have that feeling of pride. We should feel like we're untouchable. I certainly did early on in my career. And I eventually ran into the individuals who were burnt out or who were experiencing compassion fatigue. And I would always look at those individuals with a level of disdain. And I always told myself that I would never be like that. I would never get to the point in my career where I was so burnt out that I stopped truly caring about the people I served. Up until the point where that became not true anymore. Because unfortunately, I believe that in these careers, intrinsically because of the level of acute trauma and the level of suffering and the level of abuse of the system and all of the things that go with these careers, that it is almost inevitable that at some point, every single one of us who is involved in public safety and in healthcare will experience on the spectrum some sort of burnout and compassion fatigue. So when people would ask me the question, hey, Jason, well, how do you prevent burnout and compassion fatigue in yourself? Well, the unfortunate truth, the unfortunate answer is I don't. I simply don't. Because it's a symptom. It's an inevitable symptom that you get in these careers and in these professions. And this is my opinion. There might be others out there who feel differently. But through my own subjective observations, in being in this career for a little over 11 years, I have not met one individual who has been in this profession or in these careers for a number of years who has not experienced some form of burnout or compassion fatigue along the way. So I do not believe that you can fully avoid or prevent compassion fatigue and burnout. I believe all we can do is truly mitigate the burnout and mitigate the compassion fatigue as much as possible. 
We do this through identifying things in our life, tools and methods that we can use to leverage and hedge against that negativity, against that darkness. I like to utilize the analogy of a glass jar. So if you would just envision holding in your hands a glass jar, like a mason jar. That glass jar represents your own individual mental, physical, and emotional bandwidth available to you. Now, at baseline, every single one of us will have the bottom of our jar filled with a layer of rocks. And those rocks represent the normal, everyday stressors, everyday stuff, baggage, negativity that we all deal with through our normal day-to-day -day lives. That could be family stress, career stress, personal stress. Just that normal baseline stress. Now, normally, people can function just fine because, as you'll envision in your head, you still have plenty of space above those rocks to the top of your jar to deal with more stress, to deal with more instances in life that are adding to your mental, cognitive, and emotional load that you're carrying. The problem with first responders, people in public safety, and people in healthcare is we don't have the standard amount of rocks in the bottom of our jar. Because of what we do and the things we're exposed to and the things we experience over time, the amount of rocks we carry in our jars is exponentially higher than your normal everyday person's jar. And that's simply because we bear witness to things in our professions that normal people don't bear witness to, nor should they have to bear witness to. That's part of the oath we took, the part of the responsibility we took on by taking these jobs, that we would stand in the way of this stuff. That stuff being traumatic injuries, high acuity stressful situations, pain, suffering, tragedy, human loss, the loss and destruction of hope, the loss and destruction of people's lives and personal property, witnessing the underbelly of society, the dark, the twisted, the mental, the crazy aspects of life. The things in life that normal people couldn't even begin to imagine. All of that stuff, from telling spouses that their loved ones aren't going to make it, to telling people that they have terminal diseases, to telling people that it, you've done all you can, but their loved one is dead, to the pediatric calls, to all of those calls that haunt us forever. Now, 
How many rocks do you carry in your jar? When you're exposed to those things, it starts to add up pretty quickly. Now on top of that, start adding rocks for all of the additional stuff that you deal with or you're not dealing with. The lack of physical fitness, the lack of eating a good diet, the lack of mental resilience caused by our inability to care for ourselves, our lack of self-care as first responders or people in healthcare. It's part of another symptom of our bigger problem is I have found that helpers have a hard time helping themselves. That we spend so long and so much energy in our careers serving other people that we often forget to serve ourselves. We often forget to put our oxygen mask on before we try to help other people. And initially you can deal with that for a short period of time until enough time goes by where you realize that things in your life are pretty broken. So you add those rocks on top of your jar. You add additional financial stress, additional family stress, additional relationship stress. You missed your son's baseball game. You missed your daughter's dance recital. You missed the birthdays, the holidays, so on and so on and so on. Now you see that your jar has begun to overflow onto the ground because you have no more space left in your mental, emotional, and physical bandwidth. And that's when the breakdown occurs. That's when you experience burnout. That's when you experience the compassion fatigue. That's when you start looking at the people you serve and your patients and the public as numbers and not the human beings that they are. That's when you start feeling like you are tired of the career you do and you wish that it would all just end and you're ready to burn the world down every time you punch in for your shift. So if we can't prevent that from happening because it is an intrinsic part of what we do, what can we do? Well, it is our responsibility to take accountability for our situation and realize that we need to recognize and implement tools and methods that allow each and every one of us to take rocks out of our jar. Now, those things might be different for everyone. For me, I've utilized the six pillars in the mindfulness medic system. I have also implemented things in my life that allow me to remove rocks from my jar through my mindfulness, through meditation, through breath work, through my physical fitness that I hold in very high regard as far as working out at least five days a week, to getting my diet dialed in, I'm eating clean whole foods, trying to stay away from processed sugar. All of those chemicals that I know are affecting me psychologically in my mind as far as processed sugars and corn syrup and processed foods and food dyes, etc. To training Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu two to three times a week 
because I have found that that is one of the most beneficial things that I have done in my own life for my mental health and getting me clarity and giving me direction and purpose and really letting me focus in on the positive aspects of life. It is a forced meditation. To doing ice baths and cold water immersion. To recognizing that the importance of me spending time with family and making memories at home is far more important than anything I could do at work. And making sure that I am now identifying with who I am as a person, as an individual, rather than finding my identity in my career, in my titles, in my accolades, in my accomplishments. Because that was a foolish trap to be in. And that was adding rocks to my jar. To now building a business, doing things outside of work. To financially making sure I am making smart financial decisions in the family, controlling our money so it does not control us. Because the first thing, the first argument that happens when you, when you tell people these things or you ask them to make these changes in their life is, well, I can't afford it. Well, look at your financial situation. Are you paying a mortgage payment for your brand new decked out pickup truck? Or are you driving a modestly priced vehicle that you have now paid off? That is the decision we have made in our lives in order to give us more of that leverage, in order to give us more of that latitude capability to make moves in life and to live a stress-free life, to take more rocks out of our jar. Because the financial stress is one of the most contributing factors to those rocks in your jar. So we have paid down our debt. So all I ask is that you look at your life and you identify those areas that you can make adjustments, that you can make tweaks, that you can take control of now and start implementing that change in order to start taking rocks out of your jar. Because we are always going to face burnout and compassion fatigue and all of the negativity and the darkness surrounding it. And there's nothing we can do to avoid it because it's inevitable. But what we can do is take that accountability to realize that it is up to us to fix our situation, that no one else is going to fix it for us, and that it is our ultimate responsibility to be the best possible version of ourselves for the people we serve. Because we made that promise to them that we would be ready, that we would be capable, that we would be at our best optimized version for their worst day. So it's our responsibility to make sure we're doing everything in our power to make sure we're showing up as that version of ourselves for those people during that time. So that means not showing up with compassion fatigue and showing up with burnout. So do everything in your power, starting now, to identify those ways that you can take those rocks out of your jar. And also remember, 
this career and what we do is going to continually put rocks back in the jar. So this is going to be a game that you play for the rest of your career. This is going to be something that you need to stay on top of for the rest of your career. In that continual fight to remove those rocks from your jar. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope it brought some value to your life. I hope it brought you some perspective and mindset shifts on how you can best deal with the problem of burnout and compassion fatigue in our careers as first responders and in healthcare. As always, if this did provide you any value, please leave me a review. Please like and share, tell your friends, spread the word couldn't do this without your support. I truly appreciate each and every one of you. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this. And until next time, stay mindful.